Betrayed. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially the reviews on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot. Yeah, the continued engagement, the all the people that always hashtag banana cats, the ones that have been lately actually going to the ends and hashtagging whatever G shouts out. Much love to all of you guys. Thank you guys so much. How are you, Drew? I'm doing all right. How are you, G? I'm living. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let's jump into this. So you guys remember last week when we talked about the man who was talking to his six-year-old daughter. We shared the recording with y'all. His name is Sean Wendingland. And he actually, uh, police started investigating after people from across the country started calling in with tips. I was on Instagram and I was looking for that if anybody had posted that video. And I found a page that had, and I looked at the comments, and that's how I found his name. And then I was able to Google his name and find this article. So the article says a St. Paul man was posting inappropriate social media sites, primarily Facebook, discussing sexual conduct he'd reportedly had with two six-year-old relatives. The tipsters told officers, according to authorities, on Monday, Sean Wendingland was charged with two counts of criminal sexual conduct involving the minors. According to the criminal complaint filed in Ramsey County District Court, the 29-year-old was interviewed by investigators last week and admitted to both engaging in sexual conduct with the children and posting videos discussing his interactions with them. Um, He also allegedly admitted to sharing naked images of the girls with pedophiles on the internet. He defended his behavior, telling officers he didn't view it as wrong because the six-year-olds consented to it. And I think that's so foul because in the video, we clearly heard the little girl say how she does it because he likes it. She didn't say, I do it because I like it. She didn't, said, I do it because you like it. So it's like he groomed her into wanting to please him. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, the video clip's so short, but it speaks volumes of what he had already done to her. Because, I mean, he, like, even the way you said she, like, she stutters almost she's like wait well it's actually because you like it and she says it right Right. there well he added that he recently started worrying about the impact the con could have on the girls future relationships according to the complaint winningland who has no criminal history in minnesota was scheduled to make his first appearance on the charges that monday afternoon which this was in 2019. No attorney was listed for him in court records, and most of the alleged conduct took place between January and March at Windingland's parents' home in St. Paul, the charges say. And that is the end of the article, and there's no other articles on it. He might be an appeal or something like that, trying to get off, who knows? There could be updates, there could be sealed records too. People can do a lot of stuff, depending on, I mean, who knows if his parents are rich or not. They could be rich enough to try and cover it up. Uh, exactly and it's sad how long things can take too in the court system for things to actually go through but the world health organization guidance says that children under the age of four should be given information about early childhood masturbation and encouraged to explore so-called gender identities just wow going from that to this the controversial guidance is part of the standards for sexual education in Europe and possibly framework. In the UK last month, 
the city council ditched an explicit and error-strewn sex ed policy following a legal threat from the Christian Institute. <laughs> so they got threatened to do it? They got threatened by the Christian Institute for trying to push the, uh, I guess you would call mm -hmm. it an agenda of sexualizing young children, because that's exactly what it is. I mean, I don't understand what that helps a four-year-old at all, like, developmental-wise. I don't... Right. The organization materials state that under four should be informed to the right to explore nakedness and the body and ask questions about sexuality. On transgenderism, it recommends that they should gain an awareness of gender identity and be taught the right to explore such ideas. It advises that four to six-year-olds should be taught about same-sex relationships and respect for different norms regarding sexuality. And nine to 12 year olds are to be enabled to make a conscious decision to have sexual experiences or not and know how to use condoms and contraceptives effectively in the future. Uh, the Christian Institute has repeatedly warned that children should not be exposed to material which sexualizes them. Uh, last month, the city council ditched an explicit and error strewn sex ed policy following a legal threat from the Institute. It contained explicit images as part of the policy, which also failed to apply equality, human rights, or education law correctly. The Institute had warned it put schools at risk of breaching their legal obligations, and council lawyers contacted the Institute to say the program has been dropped with immediate effect. I 100% agree they should not be teaching children at any of those ages those things. Like, what the heck? Yeah, I didn't dig too much into it, but it'd be interesting to see what background the people who authored all that and were trying to push it through, even if, if that's even public record, I'd have to dig a little bit more. But I just, I don't even understand, I just, I don't understand what the point of any of that pushing that at four years old, you already got, we've got so many I mean, things going on to begin with and to just push that into school. Like, I mean, why not just spend that time to like teach beginning stages of trade school or something like that i don't know they're just teach them how to grow plants or something like that i just it it seems right why very, does that have to be yeah. uh like the main topic i feel you know but also kids at that age it, i mean let's look at who wants that to be done let's look at them you know what i mean let's look into the person that wants that's pushing for it because you're suspect you're the one well i mean you, you know, got whoever's think, on I mean, that council council that voted yes y'all are sub suspect and let's see if you have kids let's see well you know what though the know, scary like thing that. is it, it kind of leads me into like our topic and i'll just i'll bring this up i mean maybe this is far more ingrained than we really think and maybe some of these conspiracy theorists have a lot more right than we we give them credit to because Twitter and I didn't even we missed this. We had a lot going on in early 2019. But they I'm just gonna read what the, the article said. Meet the virtuoso pedophile network protected by Twitter, the minor attracted person movement, MAPS, is led by a Canadian doctor who demands the P in LGBT and the Twitter is accommodating to them. So this is first reported in August of 2019. And it says social media now has out in the open pedophile movements pushing to add P to pedosexual to the LGBT acronym. And it's being led by pedophile expert and director of Toronto Sexuality Center, Dr. James Cantor. Cantor believes that necrophiles and zoophiles should be 
included as well. Twitter, of course, is taking them seriously. And these are just two quotes from the doctor. Speaking as a gay man, I believe we should include the P to otherwise is to betray the principles that give us our rights. And he said this in December 2018. And then he went on to say, beautifully put response from a gay man and why our ethical principles require us to add P to the LGBT acronym. But Cantor is not merely a prominent figure in this movie. He's responsible for pedophiles enjoying special protection status on Twitter. In 2018, he wrote a letter to Twitter's Trust and Safety Department that urged Twitter to restore and suspend accounts of all minor attracted persons. The letter warns that if pedophile accounts are not restored, they may not be able to help themselves and could up raping children in the, in the world. So I'll, we'll leave the link so you can read his letter because his letter is about, when I printed it out, it's about 12 pages. And it's just a mumble jumble of bullshit of him defending pedosexuality. That's basically what it is. Cantor also recently appeared in a pro-pedophile documentary called I Pedophile, and it's on BitChute. I haven't watched yet, but we'll, we'll link that as well, in which he claims his research into the brains of pedophiles reveals that pedophilia is in their brain, they're born with it, and they can't change it. He goes on to suggest that pedophiles be allowed to text, to text-based porn as well as life-size dolls of child. This obvious alternative to giving pedophiles life-size dolls of children is a chemical castration which is introduced in Alabama in June 2018. Other U.S. states also follow the chemical castration of pedophiles, such as Louisiana, Florida, and California. They go on to say, surely there's a better deterrent than promoting products which may end up tempting a pedophile to rape an actual child when it gets bored of the plastics. Anyone with such depraved sexual urges needs to be stopped dead in their tracks, the article goes on to say, which I agree with them. They go on to discuss how in, you can look this up too, type in on Twitter or on uh, Instagram, or just AOA, Age of Attraction. And this is how they're all like, pedophiles are like using all these code words to talk to each other. And I thought it was kind of bullshit at first, like, oh, there's no way that Twitter is protecting this. But there was an update in March, and it says, what is not a violation of, the, of this policy? Discussions related to a child sex exploitation as a phenomenon or attraction towards minors are permitted, provided they don't promote or glorify sexual exploration in any, any such way. Actions or artistic depictions of nude minors in a non-sexualized content or setting may be permitted in limited numbers of scenarios. So Twitter is um, one, they're backing all of this. I just have like a lot on my mind, but, you know, like what the hell? First of all, I've always mentioned how I think people will try to get jobs to where they can, uh, not, not people, but predators will try to get jobs to where they can either be around children or make change to where, you know, being with a child could possibly be okay. Like this guy, right? So, like I said, with the last article that we had read, people need to start looking into these people that want to pass these things or change things. Like, look and see if they have kids. Look and see if they have any kind of background. Or, you know, I don't know. Go as far as with what we do when we decoy and we catch someone. There has been times where 
we've reached out to families. You know what I mean? Because you never know what happens within a home and there's just a lot that gets hidden and that we don't see that's on the surface. So I don't know. It's just dangerous. And I think that I'm, I'm glad that we're in a movement where people are talking more about this. And I hope that nothing like that gets passed. That I, well, It's disgusting. I think it's really sad that, and I, I, I should talk to some of my buddies that are part of the gay community, but it just, to me, whenever I read these things, they try and make it sound like the gay community is for this. And it's like, I don't think most people in the gay community want the P added to that pedosexuality. No. And right. I don't know what people can do at this point. I mean, if Twitter's just allowing maps on there, I mean, and they're banning boogaloo boys and things like that, guys just making memes about the ATF and stuff, but these are like actual guys conspiring to, you know, eventually rape children and trade porn and who knows what else. It's just it's crazy. As much as we think that as much as we think that we're making progress, right? As much as we think that we are making strides in in this like uh, just realm of disgusting people, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, I feel like there's things that come up that show that we have to try harder because, like I said, there's tons of people. There's a big movement, a big momentum going on. People are talking about this more than ever about predators and sexual abuse and protecting kids but at the same time we don't even know the half of it there's so much shit that's hidden and people have hidden agendas and they're trying to to make a different kind of change than we are at the same time so we just have to always remember that no matter how how much we think that things are progressing we always have to try and work hard that's a great perspective g I mean, that, that kind of wraps it all up when it comes to that subject. Because uh, I'm just blown away by the fact that this MAPS community is just still around. Twitter is basically backing it. And they're taking down other stuff. It just, it's so, we, like I always say, we live in backwards land. Thing is just crazy. <laughs> well, this leads into something that I wanted to bring up. I mean, you think that might be disgusting. How more, that's social media, right? That's something on a screen that could be changed in a click of a button, right? This, nine people have been indicted on array of sickening pedophilia and sex trafficking charges related to an Ohio pedophile ring. Uh, they gave illegal drugs to young mothers in exchange for sexual access to their children. So these moms traded drugs for their kids. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't get much worse than that, I don't think. I don't think so either. The pedophile ring investigation first made headlines in March when Larry Dean Porter, 69, of Willsburg, Ohio, and several others, including three local mothers, were arrested in connection with allegedly sexually molesting several children as young as three years old. According to a Department of Justice, Justice announcement, Larry Porter was arrested with the help of the Jackson County Sheriff's Office after a sting in which he allegedly offered via Facebook messages to pay $80 to molest a seven-year-old girl. Wow. Ugh. During this, yeah, it looks disgusting. We'll link the article below if you want to see what these people look like. During the Sting's pre-arranged meeting, the Department of Justice said Larry Porter allegedly said that he would be done around midnight and could return the girl at that time. 
the department of justice said the fbi's child exploitation task force first began investigating larry porter in april after receiving reports from sources that he gave parents of male and female children illegal drugs in exchange for receiving their consent to sexually abuse their children authorities said the victims and additional sources told the fbi and the ohio of criminal investigations that Porter had sexually abused children and produced child pornography, which he supposedly kept on flash drives and used extreme methods to conceal. In addition to providing drugs to the underage sexual abuse victims, parents, in exchange for consent, Larry Porter was alleged to have told the parents to participate in the abuse of their own children so that he could record it to use as blackmail. <laughs> wow. Oh. And then it has the pictures of the mother's there's Tasha Stringer, 37, uh, recruited another woman to bring her children to Larry Porter and told police that she performed sex acts on the kids at his request. There's Catherine McMullen, 36. She brought her two children to Larry Porter's home and also sexually abused them while there. Then there's Megan Richmond, 32. She allowed Porter to abuse her daughter in exchange for drugs. Oh. I mean, those kids literally have lived on hell on earth. Like, I just, that's the only thing. Like, like fuck those people. Like, it's terrible to lose your mother like that, but you don't need to be around that lady. Like, I mean, it, it goes as far as to this guy, like, when the authorities searched the grounds where the women were digging, they found an SD memory card buried inside a glass jar. Um, they said that court documents said the memory card contained child pornography images that were shot in his bedroom. I mean, I don't know how people could do that to their own children. And three people who made children available to Larry were also among the indicted. I guess there's nine altogether that got arrested and at least they're caught. I just hope that they, they get a lot of time, like always they never do. I hope they get a lot of time and never get their kids back. I hope there's no way for them to ever get their kids back. I know drugs make people do crazy stuff, but that's that's unforgivable in my eyes. I just feel really bad for the kids. I'm glad they caught them. It's sad that they went on, but at least we know it stopped. I mean, yeah, they think that the sex trafficking ring could date back potentially for decades. Wow. <laughs> so so that's, um, that could be hundreds of victims potentially, maybe in the thousands. Yeah, who knows how long it's been going on. Wow, that's really sad. <laughs> I think we'll end it on that note. I think that people should just, you should hug your kids tight and always check their devices and um, be aware of who wants to be around your children and um, just got to be aware of everybody. Yeah, keep your eyes open. Family watchdog, keep that open. We'll link that again. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. I appreciate y'all. It means a lot. Every All the comments, all the love, all the messages. Until next time, Banana Cats. Banana Cats, much love. Peace.